benched. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dodging Sleep podcast. Uh, first one back for the new season. My name is Ian Carlson. I'll be trying to host tonight. Um, before we get into the into the, uh, the the welcomes and the introductions and the main agenda, uh, regular listeners will know that we always do an On This Day in History. So we are recording this on the 3rd of April. And on this day in 1968, the Dodgers acquired Hank Aguirre, Aguirre, don't know how you say it, from the Tigers. Um, and although they took him in as a, as a pitcher, he was a two-time all-star pitcher, he's actually best known for having the worst, or at least one of the worst, um, batting averages in the whole of MLB history, with a 0.085 batting average, um, struck out 236 times in his 388 at-bats. Uh, and I guess, depending on your view on the designated hitter, you'll either be happy or sad that we're never going to see the like of that again in the future. Um, anyway, on with the show. And let's say first one, first one back for the new season. We've all made it through the collective bargaining agreement and all the rest of it. Although uh, I think Adam's camera hasn't quite made it on the new deal, but everybody else is here. Um, so we're going to go around the room and, and say hello to everybody. Um, young Ian, Mr. Blees, how are you doing? I'm not feeling very, uh, very young today, older Ian. Um, I've been, I've been playing, I've been playing today for the first time in ages because of work. I've had hardly any preseason, so every muscle in my body is aching. But I'm going to do my best to try and remain youthful and upbeat for the purpose of remaining in character. Excellent, excellent. And then Adam, who's just popped on the screen with his camera, it's come out of the CBA with us. How are you doing, Adam? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Excellent. And as ever. Last but not least, and running all of the production stuff for us to make sure you can all listen to us. Um, Leon, how are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thanks, mate. Um, you mentioned sort of just like that that awful batting state. It sounds a lot like Cody's sort of batting average from her spring training. <laughs> so hopefully that will be the last time that we see anything of uh, as poor as that. Indeed, indeed. Imagine you're an all-star pitcher and yet you're remembered for your batting, but for all the wrong reasons, but never mind. Um, right, so what are we going to do to start off this uh, this new season of podcasts? We'll, uh, we're going to have a bit of a, a look through some of the off-season changes. Um, we will talk very briefly about pre-season because we all know it really doesn't matter, uh, certainly not when you've got results like the Dodgers have got. Um, we're going to talk about this wacky new idea of the home run Derby X, a bit about Dave Roberts and what may well go down to be one of the more infamous baseball-related quotes and then at the very end, we will do our normal predictions for the week ahead, as well as our predictions for the whole season. So I'm um, going to start with um, with the off-season changes. Um, there's loads and loads, but we'll just pick out a few of the a few of the more prominent ones. So obviously, we've we've re-signed Mr. Kershaw. Um, got Danny Duffy coming back. There's a chap who I think is going to maybe be on first base, some Freeman bloke that people might have heard about. Um We've signed Kevin Pilar as well. Um, and then very most recently, uh, we've got a new closer in uh, in Craig Kimbrell coming in with Pollock going out to the White Sox. Uh, a whole host of other changes as well. So we can all take our pick and talk about them. Um, Ian, what are your what are your thoughts? Which which of those or indeed any others would you like to, to pick out and um, give your views on? 
Um, I mean, I think the excitement of the last few days has been has been rather about um, AJ going and Kimbrell coming in. So I'll take the low hanging fruit and I'll start there. Hopefully, leaving some of the, some other easy material for other people. Um, obviously, that's a trade. Uh, we've brought in the current the current MLB saves leader of active players. Uh, we've released AJ Pollock, who's been one of our most consistent hitters over the last couple of years. Uh, certainly one of our better right-handed hitters over the last couple of years. That's an area that we've struggled in, so it's a bit of a risk. Uh, but I think you have to look at it on its merit and say, right, well, we've saved 10 million of AJ Pollock's salary. We've brought in a 16 million salary in Craig Kimbrell. So we've brought in one of the best closers in baseball for a net spend of 6 million. Uh, that is a pretty good... That's a pretty good return, a pretty good um, uh, a, a pretty good reason to to make that move, um, because as much as you know we're the Dodgers and we spend whatever we want, it doesn't matter. We'll do it. They've always tried to balance the books. They've always tried to make things work from a financial perspective as well. And I think perhaps one of the reasons that Kenley didn't come back is because we couldn't offload any other big salary pieces in order to uh, in, in order to to do that. And he and he's. He obviously went to the Braves for for, for big money himself. Um, so I think Kimbrell in, Pollock out. Uh, I just think we've now got one of the best bullpens I've ever seen. I, I, you know, uh, obviously all the pressure is going to be on them to deliver. Every time they give up a run, it's going to be a story. Uh, but if you look through that bullpen now, um, so guessing at the at the pitchers that are going to be on that are going to be on the uh, on the bullpen. You've got the, you know, the guys who are going to eat some innings in uh, Tyler Anderson, Justin Brule, Clevenger, Victor Gonzalez, and then it gets really exciting um, because you start talking about uh, Victor Gonzalez, Bruzdar Gratterall, Daniel Hudson, David Price, Blake Trinan, and Craig Kimbrell, uh, and there are other names in there as well that you could mention that had that had great. T- and I just think it's just one of the best bullpens that I think you could possibly imagine. And I could go a bit further and say that the likes of Phil Bickford, Caleb Ferguson, Tommy Carnley, Dustin May, Jimmy Nelson are not like they're not going to be on the roster at the start of the at the start of the season. There's Danny Duffy to come back as well. Uh, our pitching depth is like nothing I've ever seen. Uh, and I know this is probably wandering off topic a touch. I don't think our starting rotation is quite as good as we've had for the last five or six years, but we have been incredibly spoiled. Um, so I just think we're in a we're in a really good place. We've still got three of the best pitches in the game, um, and our four and five starters are on a par, if not better, than the majority of other teams as well. Uh, in Gonsolin and uh, names got out of my head completely. Heaney, Heaney. Um, um, so uh, uh, so I still think that we're that we're in a a good place and I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, and I think, you know, if we end up, if we end up having the odd bullpen game, we've got plenty of depth there. We've got the expanded roster for the first uh, couple of months of the season as well. Um, or certainly for the first month of the season, because they know that the players won't be built up properly. Um, so let's, let's, let's see what happens with this. I think that, I think Kimbrell, Kimbrell come in, you know, if we're going to sign anybody to improve that bullpen, you couldn't have done any better than signing him. No, I hadn't. I hadn't realised. I must admit, until I was looking at the stats earlier today. But but Kimbrell's got a. Not only is he younger than Kenley and has played a lot less games 
which will help from an injury perspective or should help. His ERA is better than, than Ken Lee. His wins above replacement is better. Uh, his save percentages are better. In fact, his save percentages are actually better than uh, Rivera and Eckersley. But um, but yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good a good sign in bringing bringing him in. Um, Adam, what are your thoughts on the um, on some of the changes that we've seen? Um, yeah, I, I like some of the changes. Uh, like um, Ian just said, Kimbrell, if you're going to lose one of the best closers of all time, replace him with one of the other best closers of all time. It's a win-win situation, really. Um, Freeman is I mean there's not a better first baseman in baseball at the minute you lose one of the best left-handers you replace him with one of the other best left-handers in the game it's it's a, it's a good good work all round really yeah I think it's um, it, it built up quite nicely in the press didn't it the, the, the Freeman thing coming on and, and in head-to-head and all the rest of it and you never know how much personal circumstances play into this, but um, I think the fact that he, you know, it was back to his sort of home home territory, as it were, um, probably counted a little bit for us. Mister Bleach, you've got your hand up. Yeah, and just to touch on the uh, on the Freeman acquisition, just to just to mention that there, I think uh, I think Freeman for Seager uh, in terms of a straight switch is pretty comparable. Freeman might be might be a touch ahead. Um, but Seager certainly is, is is up there with him as one of the best left-handed hitters in the game. Um, so, in terms of an upgrade offensively, I don't think it, it I don't think it, it, it's as enormous as some people are making out. But defensively, when you're looking at Freeman over Muncy at first base, he's a lot better. Um, and Trey Turner is going to slide over to shortstop, and there is not a doubt in my mind that he is five times the shortstop that Corey Seager will ever be. Um, so, I think when you look at um, how we're going to be defensively, it just shows how much thought's gone into all, gone into all that. And even if the rotation isn't going to be perhaps what it, what it what it has been in the past, defensively we've got players who are going to make the outs. Yeah, I agree, and I think that that will give give. I mean, hopefully Bellinger gets his form back. But I think if you know if he's a bit slow getting it back, I think the defensive side will help with him as well. Particularly now we've got a DH because we can, you know, you never want to carry anybody, but you can afford to carry his batting for a little bit longer than normal, knowing that he's strong defensively. Um, Leon, what was your what was your sort of pick of the uh, of the off season roster changes? It's. I mean, it, it felt a bit like an end of an era uh, to me. Obviously, you've, we've moved on some names like Seager and and, and Kenley in particular. Who have been with the clubs so, of you know the entire time that I followed the Dodgers. Um, the one I'm, I'm actually really excited about is Trey Turner sort of sliding across to shortstop as, as Ian says. He's sort of significantly better defensively than, than Corey Seager, who's a guy you know we all loved um, quite a lot, <laughs> you know, especially given his exploits in 2020. Um, so from rather than sort of anyone new in particular, I mean I love the Freeman move. Um, that's a big acquisition for me. I'm really excited to see Trey Turner getting, you know, significant time at, at shortstop, which is his position now, really. That's where he, you know, it's where he was playing for the Nationals. And it's, it's going to be exciting. I think it's, it's it's just a big upgrade. Yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, you look down, and there's been a lot about it on, on, on Twitter as well, you know, from various sources. But you look down that that sort of, ideal or, or most likely batting card now and you just look at it and go, <laughs> there aren't really any holes I mean 
we did we did talk regular listeners will remember that there was a spell last year where we talked a lot about how bad some of the hitting was been and it was like week after week can we find a hit um hopefully we will never go through that again but you think with the with the depth they've got now and, and I, I agree with you ian that it's sort of freeman in seager out is it's it's not necessarily a, a massive upgrade but then you you put Freeman on first. Does that mean Muncie's the DH or Muncie on second? And it just it just gives options. And and particularly as we know, there are going to be more double headers to try and catch up on the games. I think having having options and depth right throughout the team is is, is, is sensible. I think um, one of the uh, one of the things that we you know obviously as you say we we complained a fair fair amount last season uh, about bad stretches about how the team seemed to be struggling. One hundred and six games, um, and. On paper, you don't win things on paper. Otherwise, we would have won like seven World Series in a row. On paper, this team is better to me. Um, I think one of the underrated or the potential underrated moves as well could be sort of adding the, the experienced major league depth, such as Jake Lamb. Um, he's had a really good spring. Uh, Pilar, again, is a very experienced sort of outfielder. And he, you know, these guys could potentially fill holes that weren't filled last year by the guys that we called up from, from Oklahoma City. Yeah, just to jump on the uh, on the back of that, I think it's an interesting one because Jake Lamb, I think he had, um, I think he was an All Star in like 2017, something like that. Like he had like a phenomenal, he had a phenomenal uh, year, and he's he's had a few injuries, never quite come back to it. Uh, it's interesting because I think uh, for me, when I'm sort of breaking down and looking at my roster, what I would be picking, you know, the roster that I would be picking, it comes down to Jake Lamb or Edwin Rios. Um, and Rios has also, they've probably been two of the better, two of the more outstanding hitters uh, in spring training this year. Um, and it's going to be really tough to pick between those two. And I'm glad I don't have to make the decision. Mm. Um, but also, uh, Hanser Alberto's come in, um, who's going to, who's uh, uh, probably going to be the, the best right handed hitter off the bench. Uh, I think he's likely to be in. For me, Pilar doesn't make the opening day roster. Uh, I've actually only got us down as having two out-and-out outfielders on the uh, on the roster, which might sound absolutely mental, but obviously you've got um, Chris Taylor and Gavin Lux that can play out there as well, um, and I think that gives us enough flexibility uh, to to go into it with just uh, Betts and Bellinger as the out-and-out staples, uh, and then we've got plenty of uh, plenty of pieces that we can move around. I also think when looking at the roster, um, Muncy. I think he'll be given a go at second base. I think they'll say to him, go on, go and show us what you can do. But I think as soon as his defense becomes an issue, if it becomes an issue, um, then I think that, you know, CT3 and Lux are both better than him defensively. They could platoon in there quite easily. And Muncy just moves to full-time DH. And I think, you know, there's less chance of him getting injured. Obviously, he got injured last year while playing defense. Uh, so... Uh, you know, for me, protecting Muncy makes him could make him even more dangerous than he already is at the plate. Mm. So I'm excited to see what what's to come this year. Yeah, the the only bit I suppose we've not we've not talked about as as, as much, and 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 I'll, I'll pick it. I suppose as my off season signing to talk about is 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 Kershaw. Um, mainly, well, it's great to have him back, and didn't want to see him playing for anybody else. So let's let's get that out of the way to start with. But I suppose it's more if they hadn't re-signed him. I mean, the the one bit I think you could look at and say, if I had any concern looking down that 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 roster list, it's in the starting pitching. And if if Kershaw hadn't come back, and suddenly you've got Bueller, Arias, and then all right, we've got Heaney and Gonsolin, but but then who else? Now, I know there's quite a lot of talk about people like 
Miller coming through, Pepiot, uh, maybe even Landon Knack, although I think the talk says it might be a bit early for him this year. Um, they all sound getting rave reports in terms of, you know, readiness for the team and to and to to come up to the show um but it's just i've always felt if you want to really really challenge for a world series you, you kind of need six starters because somebody's going to go out and um i know you said we've been sort of spoiled before but that's i mean whether there'll be any more signings i don't know or any other moves that that just feels um the area of weakness but then i've not been seeing all the all the younger guys um in the minor leagues and all the rest of it. And, and, you know, the office at the Dodgers do seem pretty good at, at knowing when to bring people through. And and we've said it before, let's trust in them. And when we've trusted them, they've, they, it's tended to work out pretty well, pretty well in, in, in the main. So um, yeah, that, that'd be my one bit of concern in starting pitches, but as I say, let's, I, I'm happy to, um, happy to trust in the team and see what happens. Yeah, I think looking at the uh, looking at the starting pitching, I think one thing uh, Heaney's big issue is is the long ball. He gives up too many home runs. Um, he was playing obviously in Yankee Stadium, which is pretty homer friendly, um, and now he's going to play at uh, Dodger Stadium, which is less homer friendly. But obviously, there are lots of home runs hit there, mainly by us, but occasionally by other teams as well. Um, so, I, but I think it'll be interesting because I think for me, Heaney could be an absolutely masterful signing if. He keeps those if he keeps that that long ball down. If he's able to figure out what he's doing, and it's usually missing up in the zone, I would, I would imagine, um, usually missing out over the plate and up in the zone. Uh, if he figures out a way to con- to control those pitches and, and keep the ball down a bit, then he could be uh, an amazing cheap-ish uh, in comparison signing. Yeah, and I think if if, if Gonsolin can stay fit as well, I was, I was looking at the stats earlier, he's actually got a better career ERA than Bueller. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's 2.85 is not not too shabby. So um, I think as you, I think it was you, Ian, who said earlier, you know, you look at our number four and number five, and they're, they're as, as good as a number of four and five in, in most other teams. And it's just that we've been a bit spoiled previously. But um, but yeah, I think in the main, we were, we were looking for, at the start of the sort of... Um, at the end of last season, you know, I think all the talk was, are we going to keep Kershaw? Yes. Are we going to keep Kenley? No, but it's a pretty good replacement. Um, and are we going to make a big splash somewhere, which we did with Freeman? So it's, 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 it's predictable, but predictable in a very good, positive way. Um, so uh, next on the list is, is, is pre-season, which clearly doesn't really matter, so we can gloss over. Um we're currently we have a we have a win percentage this preseason of thirty six percent, which is by some distance the worst win percentage we've had for the last few years. I think the previous lowest was 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 twenty nineteen and forty eight percent. Interestingly, in twenty twenty, we actually had our best for some years with sixty five percent wins. So um, maybe we should read a little bit into it. But um, I think I think it's been such an odd off season with everybody coming back a bit late and all the rest of it. I think we've just got to take it with a pinch of salt and, and go back to what somebody said earlier that, that on paper it looks pretty good so let's just get on and start winning games it was also like four, four ties in there as well which is a uh, sort of fairly unusual um yeah they've, they've not been particularly interesting games are the ones i've seen so far so bring on uh bring on friday no I've, I've not watched much uh i mean the only games i've watched is kershaw who's probably been the best player i think i've seen he looks really good 
but again, it's spring training. It doesn't really mean a lot, but he, he has impressed me of everyone I've, of the five games I've watched. So, yeah. I always think with spring training that uh, if you have a good spring training, it's a great reason to be optimistic about the season. If you have a bad spring training, there is no cause for concern about your season. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's leave it at that. Um, right. New to baseball. What do we all think? Home run derby X. Um, so for those of you who don't know, it's, this, at the moment there's only four teams, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Cubs and the Dodgers playing, I was going to say all over the world, but it's actually London, Seoul and Mexico City um, made some changes to, to the field. So home plate's going to be on a stage, the pitch is mounted on a podium, pitch number limited to 35 in total and you get points not only for hitting home runs, but for hitting targets as well. Um uh, perfect for video games, isn't it? What do, what, 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 what do we all think? Will, will, will anybody be going to the to the London um, the London game? Uh, I don't yeah. think so. I don't I, think I, I will. I think I'll be going to. I mean, I'm I'm just purely excited by the the idea of MLB sort of interaction with the UK audience again. Um, it's very similar to what they ran in Hyde Park back in 2017, I believe it was. But again, it was it, this was Dodgers against the Red Sox. There was no sort of actual Dodger sort of uh, staff there. They used, I think it was Carlos Pena, I think potentially Captain Nasside or Cliff Floyd. Um, and there was obviously that dodgy merchandise which I showed you guys earlier in the week, which sort of uh, was sort of too tough to sew together to read the word bungalows. Um But it's, I mean, as I say, it's it's not baseball as we know. I don't think that's the intention of, of this event. Um, the existing baseball fan fandom of the UK probably isn't the target audience as well, I'd go as far as saying. Um, they need, obviously, you know, there's, there's talk of the, the London Games coming back uh, and obviously expanding into the rest of Europe as well. I think the aim of this is to build a wider audience and, and sell tickets at those particular events whilst, you know, giving us something to talk about as well. Indeed. Adam, you said you wouldn't be going. No, it just, I just, um, I think, I think it might be expensive for what it is. I mean, mm. I'd be excited to go and see Aegon because I, when I first got into baseball, he was one of my favourite players. So it'd be really cool to go and see him. But I think the actual event, I'm not sure it's for me. But I mean, it could be really fun and I'll regret not going, but I think on paper doesn't strike me as being amazing. I mean, I don't really particularly like the home run derby anyway, uh, the all-star break. So it's, uh, yeah, um, it's not, not for me. I think, I think if it was, if there was a London, if there were London games back again and they had say the home run derby on the, the Friday with the games on the Saturday and the Sunday, would I mm. go up and make a long weekend of it and see it? Oh, yes, yeah. probably a would, but yeah, if it yeah. was just that's what you're going to London for, and it's the home run derby, and, and there's there's not a lot else, then 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 maybe not. Um, Ian, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with everything everybody has said to this point. To be honest, I think um, Leon's absolutely right. This is not aimed at the existing um, MLB UK fan base. Uh, most of us uh, involved are kind of nerdy about the game in one way or another. We, you know, we like the pure side of it. We like to see baseball games. Uh, and we're not all about, you know, seeing seeing home runs and the kind of the pantomime environment that this will provide. But I think it's all about raising awareness to a younger, to a younger audience in a different country. 
and showing them, you know, some of the things about baseball that's great. Uh, there's a really famous advert from the 90s done by Nike, Chicks Dig the Long Ball. Um, and it had uh, it had the one of the best pitching rotations of all time, the Atlanta Braves pitching um, pitching rotation. And they were getting no love from the from the girls in the crowd, no love at all, because they were all far too uh, far too obsessed with watching uh, Matt McGuire and whoever else it was smashing the ball out of the park. Uh, and uh, so obviously there's only one thing for it. They went and started working on the hitting so that they could get some attention. Uh, and, you know, I think as as crude as that representation is, there's something about seeing a home run, There's something about the noise off the crack of the bat. Sure. Some of it is lost in a home run derby because it's, it's so frequent. And especially when you're going to get guys who aren't coming out of a regular season, you're going to get guys who've retired, uh, who are basically just going to train themselves to hit home runs. Mm. Um, from the same picture. So you're going to see an awful lot of home runs in this, I would expect. Well, there's meant to be a rookie from uh, the minors as well coming, isn't there? There's meant to be four players. They've only announced three so far. So it could be interesting who they send over for that. That could be an interesting. I think they're going to take people from the UK, for example. So for the London, oh, right. in the games, it'll be someone within the, the GB setup, I believe. So I think it's a local rookie. Ah, right. Okay. And someone from you know one of our affiliates. Oh, and right. isn't there isn't there some kind of a, a sort of social media influencer on it as well as like a guest a guest spot on the roster? So it's 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 very much yeah. I mean they're they're not even trying to hide the fact that it's a marketing exercise to 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 build coverage. Which well, which why is, not? You know other US sports are trying to get around the world and and and, and why not? Well, yeah, yeah they've got a female as well. So I saw I did notice that the Red Sox have got Paige Halstead, um, and I don't know if you've ever seen her hit. Uh, she's one of these guys who works with. Um, uh, Eric Sim and he who shall not be named um, in that uh, in, in um, whatever the gym's called that they've got down there in Arizona. Um, she used to be a professional softball player uh, before that, and she's an absolute beast. She's like six foot. Th- she's like six foot three. She's got one of the best swings I've ever seen. It's so pure. And so, uh, not knowing anything about the other females that is that, that are taking part, I think the Red Sox are going to be ones to watch because she's going to be basically working full-time on hitting home runs between now and then, I would imagine. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a spectacle. I mean, if you live in London and, um, and haven't really done much, ever watched much baseball, you probably think it's a bit of a home run derby anyway, if you went to the Red Sox Yankees games from a couple of years ago, when it seems to be cram as many home runs into a couple of hours as you can. But, um, but yeah, well, um, I'm glad, it, I'm glad that the UK is one of the countries it's coming to. I think that'd be good. Um, We'll watch this space and no doubt report back as it develops. Um, right. Next one. I said in the intro, this go, could go down as one of those all time great infamy quotes, infamous quotes. Um, Dave Roberts were going to win. So for those who haven't seen it, he was on the Dan Patrick show and he was asked, um, he was asked to complete the following line, which was the Dodgers will win the World Series if dot, dot, dot. And his response was simply, if we play a full season and there is a postseason. And he then went on, doubled down on it and said, we will win the World Series this year, put it on record. So do we think that's a quote that will be appearing on the walls in the clubhouse in San Francisco and Arizona and various other places as the Dodgers head into town? Or what, what, do, we, what do we think about that? Liam, what are, what are your thoughts on that, on that quote? It's, I think it's the Robbie Savage of, of, uh, of quotes, to be honest. So as it's on our team, I love it. If I was anywhere else, I'd hate it. Um. Because I, 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 you've got to admire the the belief in in the team that he's got 
to come out and say that. I mean, a lot of time managers will go, "Yeah, we're going to aim for the World Series. We're going to, we want, we want to win it." He's come straight and said, "We are going to win it." Um, so he, he's, you know, he set his expectation for the team and, and the and the club right away. So personally, I think it's great. Um, obviously, as you know, there's always going to be a mixed reaction to it on social media. The worst, quite a lot of other teams uh, or supporters of other teams within the UK fan base who were like, "Yeah." I don't actually see anything wrong with that. Because, um, again, going back to on paper, that team should be really be winning the World Series. It is the best team on, on paper out there. Um, so, yeah, I, I love the enthusiasm. He's, he's taken us there or thereabouts, you know, for since he's he's been with the Dodgers. So, yeah, I'm, I fully back it. Adam, what are, you, what are your thoughts? He can't really say anything else, though, can he? He's, uh, if... If he turned onto that interview and said, "Ah, oh, we're we're just going to get to the playoffs," I he, chance he could lose a dressing room potentially. Fans won't be happy with him saying that. It's he, he has to say it, and I can understand why it upsets everyone else because it would upset everyone else. But it's for me, it was a bit of a non-story because he's got to say it. Any other manager who say anyone else was the manager of the Dodgers, they would all be saying exactly the same thing. It's yeah. Yeah. Ian. I mean, personally, I like it. The Dodgers already have a massive target on the back. The guys, you know, five of the four of the last five seasons, the fifth season being the one that we went all the way uh, and we won ourselves in 2020, but the team that eliminated the Dodgers from the postseason won the World Series. Beat LA, you win the World Series. That seems to be a formula. I don't think Dave Roberts has said anything that uh, puts a bigger target on our back. Um, I like to see the confidence. I think it's interesting. I think at the same time, the team that he, the team that he's got and that's been assembled for him, I think he's got every reason to be confident. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind it. But I agree with Leon. If one of the rival teams had said that, I probably would, I'd probably be thinking, oh, what did... What an awful thing to say. Um, but I quite like it because we said it. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with what everybody said. I love the, uh, the, the the Robbie Savage comparison. I think that's spot on. Our American listeners can, can Google Robbie Savage. Um, no, I think you're right. Every, you know, we're increasingly becoming the, the club that everybody loves to, loves to hate, probably even out, out doing the Yankees, I suspect, possibly, although there is still that. They shall not be named guys who like to bang around with garbage cans who probably are still hated by more than everybody else. But um, but yeah, let's this is I mean, it it it, it sets it up for wonderfully for a, a range of merchandise in sort of in the run up to Christmas, doesn't it? You know, we we will win the World Series this year, put it on record with Dodgers winning the World Series. I mean, that's I'll, I'll certainly get that T-shirt if that comes out. Um, So. Dave Roberts has already given us his prediction for the year ahead. Um, as it's opening uh, opening week coming up, we'll talk in a minute about sort of predictions for the our first series, which is against the Rockies. But um, why don't we do it again? Wins and losses prediction for the whole season. So wins prediction for the whole season. Um, Ian, what do you reckon? I think it's going to take us... A little while to get going after the Rocky series. Then we're going to win the Rocky series three zip. Um, but I think after that, I think it'll take us a while just to find our uh, to find our our feet. 
and I still think we're going to come out with a, with just over 100 wins. So I'm going with 101-61. 101 for Ian. We'll take notes. Right, Adam, what about you? I went big last year. I went 110. And I wasn't far off, even though we played bad a lot of the time. I think, I reckon 104 this year. Leon, what do you reckon? I'm going to take the under um, 99, I think, this year. Right, now. I want to win. win. (laughs) And Adam took my 104, Sean. All right. (laughs) Now, Scott, who who can't join us, and and Scott, I know you had a a bike accident a few days ago. I hope you're recovering well. I think last time we... um, we picked a number four, Scott. Was it 162, wasn't it? It was, <laughs> it, it, was, it was it was some astronomically high thing. But for, for, but I think, you know, Scott's a pretty positive guy. So I think he'd probably go sort of, what do we reckon, 106? Something like that? Yeah. yeah. Let's get yeah. 112. 112. 112. He's our right. voice of reason, isn't he? I think we were panicking to sort of one inning into Andrew Heaney's debut in spring training. Scott was like, <laughs> it's going to be okay. I think our rate drops like 50 in, you know, <laughs> in about 10 minutes, but it's, there's then, yeah, hung around 16. But yeah. 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 Cool. Well, I, um, I think I might have won this last year. Didn't I get it spot on? He says modestly um trying to fake a memory um i'm gonna go 96 i think i think i think we'll um i think the starting pitch pitching might catch us out a couple of times i think the extra double headers um we we, we don't seem to have had a we, we seem to be have been more unlucky than some with injuries and i think the double headers might catch us out there so i think i'll go 96 but i still see us winning the division we'd use some luck we'd use some luck that's all it is yep Let's have, let's have the luck in uh, in October. Um, yeah, so I'll go ninety six. So uh, we shall monitor that. And and now for the for the week ahead. So um, opening days on Thursday the seventh, but we've got to wait until Friday the eighth for for the Dodgers' first games. And in fact, we've got to wait right through until the fourteenth for our home opener. But um, between now and next week's podcast, we've only got three games, all at the Rockies: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Ian, we've already heard from you. You said you thought we'd win it. Three zip. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow suit. I think we'll um, I think we'll win that three zip as well. Um, Adam, it's it's, it's two one because it's a horrible stadium and something weird always happens. Like last year, the home run that wasn't the home run, that Bellinger Turner run out. Something weird happens. We'll lose one. Ian. Uh, two one as well. Um, I think same as Adam. The place just dresses me out. Even when you've got like an eight nil lead, um, it can evaporate in in no time at all. I think it was he who can't be named who had to the, which is absolutely rolling last year. And I think it was two or three home runs he gave up in an inning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just panic mode ensued. Um, which, as I say, it's, I'm just always panicky when when the Dodgers are playing at, at Coors Field. So I think we'll we'll lose one, but uh, pick up the other two. And I think just 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 keeping on the flow from the full season predictions, I think Scott says we're going to win four <laughs> 0 It's two at friendly uh, times to watch as well, by the looks of it as well. Um, I think there were sort of three p.m. Eastern Eastern Coast time, something like that. So what's that about nine nine thirty so over the here? Friday's ten past nine. 
And then yeah. Sunday is ten past eight. Excellent. So we'll have a, a, an early pod next Sunday and then we'll be finishing time for the game. Sounds like a plan. Excellent. Well, uh, we've sort of come to the end. Any Anybody like any final comments before we sign off for the first pod of the new year? Leon. Just a uh, quick shout out to the uh, MLB UK community. I've done a couple of podcasts with in the last week. Um, they are running an event with MLB Europe and Backflips and Nerds at Home Run House, which is in the Westfield Shopping Centre in Stratford on Saturday. Uh, from six o'clock, it's free for all to attend. Uh, it's a fantastic little venue. They've got, obviously got batting cages, they've got American food and American beer. Um, so yeah, if you're in the area, we've got a bit of, bit of free time on Saturday, pop down and uh, say hello. Excellent. Anybody else? Ian, Adam, anything from either of you? Yeah, I just want to shout out uh, another Backflips and Nerds one, but um, Freddie, um, I think his name is, um, he wrote a fantastic article um, looking at the analysing Dodgers rotation uh, for the for the season ahead, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed reading the other day. Um, so keep them coming, Freddie. I look forward to reading more. Excellent. Might be a guest slot on a podcast coming up then. Adam, final thoughts? Um, I... I would go and watch some Adrian Gonzalez highlight videos because that's what I've been doing this afternoon and it's been great. <laughs> he was he was a great player. I, I loved him. So, yeah. This, Adam, this, Adam's going to be in London, isn't he? Yeah, but I'm just going to be stalking him and there'll be some sort of warning you know, that I won't be able to go near him. Good stuff. Well, there's nothing more to add from from me, so I'll just simply say thank you to everybody for listening. Um, we will try and keep these going right through the season again, like we did last year. We all enjoy um, doing them, so we'll keep it going. And and as ever, any thoughts, any feedback, as long as it's all positive, uh, love to hear from you via via Twitter or, or, or Facebook. Um, but otherwise, um, thanks a lot, and see you next time. Cheers. Hi, and welcome to the. I've forgotten the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, what a start!